0: You're listening to the JT the Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years.
1: It's time for JT the Brick. Did I miss anything? If these guys on this team aren't as pissed off as I am by the coverage of the national media, the amount of disrespect I see this team getting, these guys should be angry and pissed off at the way they're being treated and looked at. Most people don't think that the Raiders are going to compete and do anything. They all think we suck. Always negative on the Raiders nationally. As the pundits are saying, we're a four-win team. We're a five-win team. But I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. JT the Brick. It's Raider Bias. The whole reason I'm on the radio is to just try to control the narrative a little bit better. Now I got your attention. On good days, we need to be great. Put that in a promo in 3, 2, and 1. On good days, we need to be great around here. Do we all agree? And now, the Pied Piper of Raider Nation Radio. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT. Here we go on another day. And we got a lot to cover today. Just did Raiders Roundtable went fantastic with Lincoln Kennedy and Q Myers. That will be released at 1 p.m. today on the Raiders app and everywhere else on YouTube and all that. I think I'm going to do a YouTube show tonight. Uh, Just to let off some steam. I got some steam I want to let off. Uh, Not all of it matters to me from noon to two. I talk about a lot of other things other than the Raiders. So get ready for that tonight. And, of course, this show today, we got great guests. Jeff Sherman will join us from over at the Westgate. The VP of Risk Management, Levi Edwards in the building. Covers the Raiders digitally on all the platforms. Writes a lot of good content there. And Rich Gannon. I interviewed Rich Gannon last night. On my national show on SiriusXM, I do Sunday and Monday, and we'll play that because Rich was really good. Not only on the Raiders and what happened with the Raiders in Pittsburgh, but around the league. So we'll get some of that content up here. Hope to hear from you today via Twitter, uh, via social media, anybody who wants to come in who has some brain cells left. There's a lot of other people without brain cells. The only pl- chance they have to communicate is anonymously on certain platforms, and those people are completely out of my life. Uh, I, I I live in a life where I talk to people, I see people. Trolls never come out. They never come out and say anything. I've never met one that said anything there And then said it to me It's more Can I have a selfie man Love the show And then you find someone What are you doing How do you still have a job And they want to blame us For the loss And I get that I, I love that actually About the job Take it out on me 25 years of doing this If you're upset Let me help you Exercise your demons And we'll do that. And again, it it just rolls off me. The older I get, the more it rolls off me. I'm not saying 10, 15, 20 years ago, but I live for the next day and the next opportunity, and I wake up every day really excited about the day, not looking back at the past. But part of my job is I got to look back at what happened in a game and talk about it for a few days. We're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. You know the program by then, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. They have everything for you to have a great happy hour experience and on top of that, the food items that they have, all the taverns, I emceed an event for Golden Entertainment. They're telling me 10 more taverns, 10 more by 2025, and they're already at 65. So there's a PT's everywhere, and they have a new promotion that I'm really excited about, uh, rating the pubs. Raider Nation Radio, along with our sister station, Comp, uh, Coors Light, and Modello, are rating the pubs all season long. Join us on game days for your chance to score the Rating the Pub prize pack. Two game day tickets at Allegiant, $100 rideshare credit, $100 Allegiant bar credit. How about that? And the gear, the Vegas football game day gear. So just go to any of the PT's taverns and check out the promotion, Raising, uh, Rating the Pubs. The prize pack is out there, and they're a proud partner of us. All right, a couple things I want to get through. You know the number. You should know it. One day I'll come in here. Every line will be full, and I'll quit. Until then, I'll give you the number and remind you. I don't read text. I don't do that. I talk to people. I'll look at a tweet from time to time if it's constructive. I want to hear from people. I want to hear tone. I want to hear passion the way I do it. Okay? I can't get that from reading a text. Everybody can read all the text they want. I like to talk to people in person, and I like to talk to people over the phone. That's it. Okay, so that's the format of the show. I don't have four clappers clapping and laughing at saying. I don't do jokes. I don't do cheeseburgers. I do sports. I do hardcore sports. I'm in the category of hardcore sports, and it's worked out great for me. I'm not going back to lame Taylor Swift talk. Not that I won't mention Taylor Swift and 400, 400% increase in Kelsey, jerseys. I'll mention it, but I won't do segments on it. I won't waste your time. Your time is valuable to me, and the people that listen to this show, they know what they're going to get every day. They're going to get everything from me. I don't hold back on anything. I've never hold back on anything, but, again, I have a level of respect for the people I work with, work for. When you have multiple jobs, you got to make sure your bosses know you have respect for them. That's it. I've been highly critical, and I'm about to be highly critical. We go back to the field goal. We talked about it today on Raiders Roundtable. I disagreed with the decision when it happened. I disagree with it today. But as Q and I went through with Lincoln uh, Kennedy, we understand why. We understand why. The coaches get paid to coach, and the coach has got to feel for the play, and the coach has got to make up their mind what they want to do really quickly. That being said, I don't agree that the Raiders should have went for three. I don't think they should have took the three off the board. Uh, They should have took the three off the board because they were in the red zone and they had an opportunity for a touchdown. And uh, what I'm critical of, highly critical, is the play calling once the Raiders got the ball back after the 15-yard penalty. That's all I'm critical of. I'm not critical of the locker room, the coach preparing the players, The effort of the players. Marcus Peters dropped the pick six right in his hands. I'm not critical of him. He dropped the ball. I never played the game at the NFL level. He dropped the ball. It was a physical mistake. It wasn't a mental mistake. He jumped the route. I've been sitting there asking people to jump the route. He did it. He dropped the ball. That's it. You won't hear anything else from me on it. He'll he'll pick off the next one. What I'm confused and concerned about is why the Raiders, when they got the ball back with an opportunity to tie the game, weren't great. That's it. Why weren't they at their best at that moment to secure a touchdown and a two-point conversion? The touchdown before that, when Devontae scored and Mayer got a two-point conversion, they were unguardable. They were unguardable. And now they got down in the zone with the game on the line. So we broke it down today with video on Roundtable, and we went play-by-play. Play. And what happened is when the Raiders decided to accept the 15-yard penalty So they took the points off the board. So if they kept the points on the board, they would have declined the penalty and they would have had plenty of time left with four ways to stop the ball. Three timeouts in the two-minute warning. Raise your hand and beep your horn if you think this team can stop anybody. I don't. I don't in a situation like that. I hope. I hope they can, but I don't have confidence that they can. I have confidence in the offense. As I've said multiple times this year in the offseason. I believe the strength of the team is the offense. So they had a first down. Jimmy G was under pressure. T.J. Watt had him. He dumped down to Josh. Josh picked up, I think it was, eight yards, six yards. They put him in now a situation where they were closer to the end zone as they were on the eight-yard line. And at that point in time, I would have taken three shots in a row. Oh, excuse me, the play before when Josh got it, I still would have thrown it to Devontae. So I think at that moment – the Raiders had three, most likely three opportunities to throw it to Devontae and maybe one to either Hunter Renfro or a healthy Jacoby Myers. That's it. And I'm not a coach, an offensive coordinator. I don't have a Super Bowl ring. I think if they would have done that four times, they would have scored a touchdown. I'll put my name on the line if they ran, that, if they ran four throws in the end zone, not out of bounds. Remember, the third down was just Jacoby Myers. They threw it out of bounds. Threw it out of bounds. I used the reference today on Raiders Roundtable. When Joe Montana threw the ball to Dwight Clark, it was not out of bounds. He threw it in the end zone high. Dwight Clark made the catch. If he he threw it to Dwight Clark out of bounds, Dwight Clark would have made the catch and he never would have been in bounds. That's what Jimmy did with Jacoby on that play. There is no excuse for that. There was no excuse to throw it out of bounds. Get it intercepted, have it tipped, whatever happens, the ball's got to be in play. That's what I'm critical of. The second down play, they threw it to Devontae. He looked like he didn't know the play was coming his way. The ball came at him, it sailed off his hands. What was that? Why didn't he just run it in the end zone? The touchdown before, he was in motion. He did a little head fake, and he caught the ball. Easy touchdown. Why not run that same play? I threw that to Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln Kennedy cracked back at me. He said, well, if they're going to run that same motion and same play, maybe they sniff it out. I disagreed with Lincoln. I said, you run the same play that Devontae scored on to set up the two-point conversion to Michael Mayer. I don't think they defend that because he's in motion and he's able to do that. Maybe a safety comes over with him, but I, I believe in Devontae catching the ball. So that's the only criticism I have of the whole game. I got nothing else. That was it. The play calling after they took the field goal off the board, got a new fresh set of downs, I think the play calling and the execution of Jimmy Garoppolo was poor. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo has got to be better. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo has got to sprint right or sprint left or move the pocket or do something that's unique. Remember when Jimmy ran the clock out in the first game at Denver, everyone was like, oh, my God, the guy ran the ball. He slid in bounds. They win the game. Everyone's excited about that. Jimmy was running for his life the entire game. He took a lot of hits. That's why he's in protocol. So that's my criticism of that. I think it's a fair criticism. I I believe in the coach's offensive play calling ability. I believe in Devontae Adams. I believe in Hunter Renfro, Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, Austin Hooper. So I believe that all of those gentlemen should be running routes in the end zone. I've said that my entire career. Put the ball in the end zone, not short of the end zone. And this was with them down eight points. (laughs) All right, They're down eight points. They're not playing for a field goal. They're playing for a touchdown. So I'd like to see that cleaned up. How would you clean it up? I just think you need to be more aggressive. More aggressive, you got to hope that the offensive line does a better job protecting and you got to be better with the planning of the play. As I always say, run the play that works best in Henderson. Just run it 30 times. Run 30 plays to Devontae after practice on the 8-yard line till you get it right. Then get it right and run it in the game because Devontae won't mess it up. The coach will get in the play right, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo will call the play and they will nail it. They will nail it against the Chargers, the Packers, the Bears. Just do it right. Do it over again. Everybody, no, no, no locker room. We're not done. Everybody run that play. We're going to run it 10 more times because we're going to use that play in the game. Well, what happens if they cover? No, they're not going to cover it. It's Devonte Adams. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to run the play, and we are going to dictate what we want to do, and we're going to run the play our way with a little motion, a little head fake, a little put the foot in the ground, cut this way. We are going to dictate that we are going to score. We're not going to let the coverage dictate what we have to do and check out of the play and check down to Josh Jacobs with, with that little time left on the game. We're not going to do that. We're going to run the play. So run the play next time. So that's my criticism. Is it too soft? You want it harder? You want me to say fire the coach? Some of you do. Some of you knuckleheads want me to do that. I don't want to do that, nor do I believe in that. I'm just saying have more confidence and authority with what you want to do in the red zone because it's the only bleeping chance we have to compete in this league. It's the only strength of the team right now other than Max Crosby, A.J. Cole, and Daniel Carlson. The only strength that the Raiders have is their ability to dominate in the red zone with this scheme with these players. That's it. That's all I got. You know, I know the tone. I know I'm fired up. That's all I got. Run those plays better and run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Like Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry, Vince Lombardi, you guys are going to keep your ass in this building and we're going to run these plays until they're perfect. And then when the game happens, don't look to the sideline. You know what play we're running. We're running that play that I kept you three hours late on with Devontae Adams because Devontae's going to make the play. So That's it. The field goal, I understand he wanted to win the game. He wanted to get the three, get a stop with the defense, get the ball back, and win the game. And there was a really good chance with the lack of confidence and the protection, and we found out that Jimmy G's in protocol, right? That's fair to say. So he wasn't at 100% possibly. I don't know that they didn't believe they could score a touchdown in that situation. But they needed a touchdown if they didn't score the touchdown. That's what's crazy to me. They they decided to kick the field goal, but they still needed a touchdown. Well, why didn't they go for the touchdown on fourth down if they thought they needed a touchdown again? You don't know if you're going to get closer than that, but I understand why Coach McDaniels did it. I, I can be... I can be clear enough with my conscience to understand why he did it and how he owned it and defended it. And again, would he change it again? I don't know. I don't know if he would, but I would think he would. I would think with Devontae Adams here and Jimmy Garoppolo healthy, which we hope he is this week, I hope that they will go back and attack. I hope that the assert your dominance has always been an important line in my life, in my life, my career. When you can do something better than others, do it. If you can and you're, and you're going to be, you know, I'm watching Band of Brothers on HBO. They've had that on Netflix now, and it's all about this. You know, football is a lot of war references, a lot of plays and all that. If you're surrounded and you don't have the ability and you just need to get out alive, I get it. But when you're in the strength and you have the ability to dominate and put someone away, do it. This team has not been able to do this. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't go for the jugular. I don't know why they don't put teams away. I think a lot of it probably has to do with the opponent is superior. I think the Buffalo Bills front and the Steelers front is superior to the Raiders' offensive line. So that's all I you know, I think about that play again because that's all anybody wants to talk about. Now, here's the problem for this week. I always thought we were gonna be two and two. That's what I thought. I thought we gonna be two and two, then three and three. So if they lose at the Chargers because Jimmy can't play and they go 1-3, and I really believe they can win the next three games. It's really the only three games I thought they could win in a row all year. I think they could beat the Packers and Jordan Love. I know they can beat Mac Jones, and I think they could beat Zach Wilson. Right? I I mean, I I believe so if they play good football. If they don't play good football, they might not win any of those games. But I always thought that that three-game window was either going to catapult the Raiders to 5-2, and which is not a reality anymore, or put him in that position, or those three games were going to save the season. So that's where I'm at now. I'm really locked into the schedule. I'm really elevated with sense of urgency. I'm really elevated on everybody be better. And I'm very encouraged that good things could happen here. But the hiccup that's been thrown in front of my microphone is Jimmy Garoppolo is in protocol. And that is concerning to me because today on Tuesday, today's the off day. So they come back. If Jimmy Garoppolo isn't on the field tomorrow, in a limited role, limited, but if he does not participate, I'm very concerned. Because I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I know he's a good quarterback. I don't have to believe it. I know his record. I know what he's done. I I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo can have multiple good games. I think he could have bounce-back games. I think he could lose two. And when to. I think he has the ability to do all that. He's done it before. He can do that. But if he doesn't play, then the entire show pivots to who's going to play next. And I'm really not into that topic. I apologize. I'm not here to tap out. I'm not going to top out. I really wasn't planning on doing an Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer, week of radio this soon into the season. But if we have to do it, I'll do it. So let me get that strong opinion out of the way for everybody who doubts my opinion. I go Aiden O'Connell all bleeping day. And I think Hoyer's a good quarterback, but I've told you this multiple times. Hoyer's the type of guy that I put in the middle of the game. Right? So, di- different thing. Jimmy gets hurt. He has to come out. He's limping. I put Hoyer in to finish the game or manage the lead. I put Aiden O'Connell in to start the game to try to win the game. I think you got a better chance of winning with Aiden O'Connell. I, I really do. And I, Hoyer... Might start if Jimmy can't go, and I'll be completely behind Hoyer like I was when I started the McGloin train back in the day. And, and they threw that in my lap. Oh, McGloin's going. You got to get on the McGloin train. And I'm like, woo! all right, build the graphic of the train, and he's the choo-choo conductor, the train conductor. Man, I've, if anybody remembers that, you should call me today when I, when I built the McGloin train. I get behind everybody. I work for the team. I want them to win every game. I don't apologize for that. So I'm going to wait till tomorrow to do Aiden O'Connell. I heard the guys this morning, they were talking about it Vinny wrote a really good column on it. I'm not ready to do that. I got I got to do radio shows all week. I'm not doing the Aiden O'Connell Hoyer show today. I repeat, I'm not doing that today. My show, my name on it. I'm not doing who's the backup quarterback if Jimmy can't go. I want Jimmy to get through protocol. I'm not a trainer, I'm not a doctor. Back in the day, everybody would have played in this position. In the 70s, 80s, 90s, everyone was back on the field. Now it's different. They manage the protocol much more seriously with the union and ownership. And if, the, if Jimmy can't go, I told you, Tua, Tua started this new world we're in when he got concussed twice. Basically, if you get concussed, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby, you're out. You're not going to play. I believe that you can get through protocol unless you're tattooed in a game and you know, you're, you're motionless. Most likely you know you're not going to play the next game. If you're okay and you pass this neutral, air quotes, protocol and you get through it, then Jimmy plays. And I think we got a good chance to go. We, the season ticket holders, are going. I think you can beat the Chargers. Chargers have been a train wreck this year, man. They should be 0-3. But the Chargers have an excellent offense. So where do we want to go here with the season? Because I'm the conductor of this show, and I can make it. All I'm trying to do here is to try to tell you how I feel. That's all I have. Uh, how do I feel as an employee, someone who works for the flagship station and a season ticket holder, and who has a lot of friends in the organization? I just think that it's next man up, and you better bleep and win. It's winning time now. 1-0 and looked great. It really was good. Two losses in a row. I don't think this team is good enough to extend three, four, five-game losing streaks. I think there are many winnable games on the schedule that I'd like to get to while the schedule's manageable, and I don't think anybody fears the Chargers. Even if the Chargers have a better offense and are playing good, they're missing Mike Williams is out for the year. They got guys banged up, and the Raiders have been pretty good in this rivalry with Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, now Jimmy Garoppolo's first chance, and I'd be confident with Aiden O'Connell if he started to go win this game. I'm not throwing in no-tell. I'm excited to win. My season tickets are sitting at my house. I want meaningful games. So so play better. Just play better, have better practices, and play more free and make plays and don't hesitate. That's the word of the week. I thought they hesitated in the red zone with the game on the line. I don't think they need to hesitate anymore. And maybe they're hesitating because the offensive line is not doing their job. Maybe they're hesitating because Josh Jacobs met too much time and it's not clicking yet. I don't know what it is. But you give this team second and goal at the eight-yard line with three plays, one of those plays better be a touchdown going forward because I believe they have the guys that can do that almost every time. I'm very confident that they can do that. So I don't think there needs to be, what do we do, kick a field goal? I don't know. Let's play for the – no. Let's go get the touchdown. We have Devontae Adams. As we have Devontae Adams currently, we are going to get Devontae the ball in the end zone, in the end zone, however the hell he wants the ball. High, low, back shoulder, double team, we're going to get him the ball. He's Devontae Adams. That's the monologue as we open up the show. Let's hear from everybody again. Rich Gannon. We'll look at the moving lines coming up with Jeff Sherman and Levi Edwards. Uh, Raider Ken you called in first I get to you first before Raider man how are you
0: what's up JT so uh you don't want to go to Aiden and O'Connell right now I, I understand that but I do agree with you going like if, if it is Aiden O'Connell I agree going that way but we'll go back to Sunday night couple mm-hmm. more things I get it. it's early in the week uh two more things was you're right on Devonte Adams it's funny Jimmy's going to Devonte Adams all game in the middle of the field he's He's not looking anywhere else and then they get to the red zone and it's like the first play, I'm thinking, Devontae Adams, you would think he's going all game. No, nope. they they run or they throw it somewhere else. It's he's gotta be the first option in the red zone. He's he's gotta be. You're right about that. And one other thing about when whenever the Raiders are in the red zone, and this is not just Josh McDaniels, this is going back to Gruden. Do you notice that like they're with Five minutes left in the game, they're walking to the huddle. Where is the urgency? I see it every year. Like, I just don't understand. Like, the clock's running, and no one seems, like, in a rush to get to the huddle, get the playoff. It's it's uh, it's crazy to me. Well, uh, yeah, again. we have got to go to Devontae Adams. First first play, second play, third play in the red zone. Just give them the ball. Thanks, JT. Yeah, well,
1: again, I think they'll do that more. And I think on that play where they tried to throw it to Devontae Short, they thought that he could beat the coverage there and make, maybe do a shake and bake and get in the end zone. I thought that was, you know, this just wasn't a good play call. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was high percentage. And maybe the coach did. And maybe Devontae did, and that's a play they're practicing on. And it was supposed to work. It didn't work. And there were a lot of things that didn't work in that game that were. Troubling to me. A lot of things did not work in the game. You know, Pickett had a 72-yard touchdown pass between two safeties. No one's there. How the hell's that happen in the NFL at this level? Didn't we bring Marcus Epson for that never to happen again? How did it happen? Why is everybody chasing a guy to the end zone and splitting the safeties and and splitting coverage? That's got to get cleaned up. There's a lot of things that did not work in that game that I was surprised by. The only thing I wasn't surprised by was T.J. Watt and the defensive front, and how much fits they gave the Raiders' offensive line. I think this is all on the Raiders' offensive line and the defensive tackles. That's me. Look, not everybody's playing great, and Jimmy's not playing well. He's throwing a lot of interceptions. But until the offensive line interior, the interior, that's the center and the two guards, and then on the other side of the ball, the two defensive tackles play better, It's going to be some pretty heavy uphill sledding. So th- those are five players that got to play at a much higher level if the Raiders are going to win games. Raider man is up next out in Richmond. Go ahead. Thanks for checking in.
2: Yeah, what's going on, JT? I figured I'd try to get in here, man. You know, I, I'm I'm going to stay realist. And when I know you got that term, you say dip your show in reality. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your term and it's your show. But I got to say this. <laughs> Everybody don't want to hear it. I know I'm, I'm not here to piss on the parade and kill nobody party, mm-hmm. but I got to say shouts out, God rest King Al, because that's what we're missing right now. What we're missing is our identity. And, 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 you know, it's not taking a shot, you know, directly at Mark Davis. That's not my intent here. But what I do want to outline is just how much, how different the mentalities and the philosophies of Mark Davis and Al Davis are, and that's permeating this team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear and evident. And and it's hurtful for me because, you know, in my lifetime, this team has been ripped away from me twice in this lifetime. And it's not all about me, so I don't need to go into my whole testimony, my rigmarole about how I became Raider man and what makes me go and all the rest of that stuff. But as a Raider fan, you know, we wired a certain way. We wired the King Al way. You know, we wasn't doing all this read and react and and, and ask for permission or whatever, ask for permission. I can't even say the damn word. Mm -hmm. We took what we wanted. We established ourselves as a pinnacle force in this league by doing just that. And now that we're going through all these different, I don't know, uh, changes, if you will, trying to find or trying to establish an identity. My daddy always taught me this. Mm -hmm. God rest his soul. Trying is dying. And it looked like trying is killing this organization. It's killing this team. You know, it's time to, to pull the damn bull back by the horns and realize mm-hmm. that we're riding this thing. And, and it's sad because it seems like the leadership is, is, is pushing from the bottom. Leadership is supposed to trickle down from the top. It's just natural. It's evolution. It's just the way things go. And trying to reinvent the wheel is really, really killing us. It makes it my gears, I'm, it's grinding my gears. I'll never stop rooting for this team. I bleed mm-hmm. silver and black. When you met me, God bless you, brother, as long as you've been doing this, when you met me, you said, hey, Raider, man, how you doing? You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I don't do this stuff for longevity and trying to make a – and I'm not talking about you. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is the mentality and how it's switched from where it used to be Raiders. And now, for whatever reason, it's chasing the ghost of whatever in the hell else it is and, and – that's not something that gets my – that don't get mm-hmm. me going. Not going for six and, and, and settling for that field goal said a whole bunch of different things in one sentence. It said we had absolutely no confidence in our quarterback. It said we had absolutely no confidence in the scheme. We're talking about a schemer. Mm-hmm. And it said that we don't believe in ourselves, which is permeating the defense because those dudes killed themselves out there. It was ironic that they used number 19 to put a dagger in my heart. Because when that kid hit that streak, you got Marcus Peters out there. This dude ain't Marcus Peters from the Chiefs. If you're not going to put him up in the box and make him put his hand on this little dude, you, you saw what you're going to get. He ran right up the seam, and it was over before it got started. Mm-hmm. And everybody just downplaying these dudes like they're not professional athletes. Big Lunch say it all the time. Them dudes make money, too. They out there trying to play, and they, incite, they incentivize to kill us. When we going to get incentivized to fight the freak back? This is embarrassing, and I know you hate it every time I say, I'm sick and tired of being the teeth of this team, but it felt like it get kicked down because I know my worth. I know how to create home field advantage and I'm supposed to be there doing it. But unfortunately, we can't all make it. And while the party's going on, some of us are suffering., yep. this is mental anguish.
1: I got it. I got it. I got
2: you, JP. They better get it back on track, man. It's going to start by the tip of the spear. If it ain't Jimmy Garoppolo, this whole damn thing is a bust. That's what it rides on. Get your ass off your shoulders, dude. Did the little dude keep calling the daggers for a reason? It's time to stab back. Appreciate the call. I apologize to you, Devontae. I appreciate you, man. You are all pro, especially as a professional. Raider Nation for life, man.
1: All right. thanks for the call Again, I know there's a lot of frustration here today It shows the passion of the fan base The fan base wants to win this big game Against the Chargers And we're going to have to kind of switch over to the Chargers After today Usually I do it halfway through the show We make that pivot But with an off day today And not having any update on Jimmy Garoppolo It's going to be tough to do that And then tomorrow I think we'll have more clarity On the status of Jimmy G If he participates, if he's limited If he doesn't participate And then we'll wait and see you know, I'd like to be optimistic that he's going to play in the game and have a bounce-back game, and if not, we'll act accordingly. Monologue brought to you by La Casa Cigars. Great place for Thursday night football. Their tailgate and s I went to. Premium cigars, live music, unbelievable whiskey, bourbon, and beverages. Welcome back to the JT The
0: Brick Show. Brought to you by P.T.'s. The best happy hour in town, 5 to 7 p.m. and midnight to 2 a.m.
1: JJ, back with you. Thanks for coming back, courtesy of... Resorts World, Doghouse Saloon, great place to watch Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. I mean, Monday's got two games. I was on last night, big crowds for Carrie Underwood, who was at the Raider game. She got massive applause there. Her show, which I've seen over at Resorts World, is amazing. Luke Bryan, all the shows and concerts they have there, Resorts World, proud partner of our show. So we're getting into... Still what happened in the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh had trouble getting home. Their flight was diverted to Kansas City. It took them a long day to get home, which is putting them back a day. No complaints. They won the game. They had a lot of fans in Vegas. We addressed that. So the Raiders now have to pivot and get ready for a Charger team that should have been 0-3. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, went for it again on fourth down in his zone, gave the ball to Kirk Cousins to go win the game. I think if Cousins wins that game, he's fired ahead of the Raider game. I think most people and football players, analysts said that on broadcast, he doesn't survive. So once again, his players, his defense, Khalil Mack and Bosa, saved his job. They kept Cousins from winning the game. So every time he makes one of these blunder decisions on fourth down, at times his team bails him out. But still people are saying, this guy's nuts. So what does it mean for this game coming up Sunday? He's going to go for it on fourth down. We didn't go for it on fourth down. We kicked the field goal. Okay. Went through that. We're covering that. That's still a big topic. They go for it on every fourth down. That's what they do. Know that. So when Justin Herbert gets the ball, if it's a pivotal moment in the game, the score's tied or they're losing by three or up by three, rest assured, it's four downs. You got to defend four plays instead of three. They don't like to go to their punter, and I think that's really important when you game plan them. 702-365-9200, 702-365-9200, at JT the Brick on Twitter, if that's easier for you. Nick, thanks for waiting. You're up next. Thanks for calling in. What's happening?
3: Hey, what's going on, JT? Hi, hey, Nick. Um, got a few points to make here. I don't know if you can bear with me or not, but I'm going to just go. Uh, all right, so first of all, the field goal, I actually agreed with the move at the time. I still agree with it. You got four timeouts. The last two stealer possessions were both three and outs. They took barely any time off the clock. The move that I didn't like was when they went for it on fourth down earlier in the fourth quarter. Could have made it a 23-10 game. At that point, you get that field goal, that field goal. You got plenty of time left. Three three scores turns into two scores. That's what we should have done. We should have taken the points on that drive before, then taken the three again. Now we're only down, what, three points of that. We could have got the ball back. My issue was on our last touchdown drive, we had second and goal, and we ran a toss with Josh Jacobs. And he bled 40 seconds off the clock. Mm-hmm. And that 40 seconds was the difference between getting the ball back with 52 seconds and the ball back with 12 seconds left in the game, at the end of the game. Those are the things, like, you're you're, playing, you're losing by 16 points with under six minutes to go. You're playing against the Steelers and the clock at that point. You, you, you have to be smarter than that. that. Those are my two issues with play calling. Um, the referees are horrible, as always. I'm, I'm always going to rant about the referees. On that long touchdown, I know you were at the game. You didn't mm-hmm. see it on TV. Malcolm Koontz literally got horse-collared as he's about to hit Kenny Pickett. Um, they, they waved off a pass interference that would have put us within the five-yard line. We throw in a, a boneheaded interception next play. But still, would have never happened if they didn't pull off that pass interference. And also, another boneheaded interception. Jimmy G threw T.J. Watt face mask and, and then uh, applied pressure, and Jimmy G threw, threw that ball, which is ironic because the only two turnovers we have forced this season I've been waved off by bogus flags. But, of course, when, when the other team does it, it's all whatever. Um, a lot of crying about the fans in the stands. Listen, I've called this show before. I've made this point before. We go to L.A. every year. Ninety percent of the place is Raider fans. Mm-hmm. Since the Chargers have come back to L.A., the Raiders are one and five in that stadium with fans. We won a game in 2020 with no mm-hmm. fans. We are one and five versus the Chargers and the Rams in L.A. with fans. Fans do not win games. The Pittsburgh Steel fans took over the Oakland Coliseum in 2018 and the Raiders beat them. People need to get off their high horse and stop thinking that fans determine outcomes of the game. They don't. Players do. We need better players. We need better execution. We need better coaching. And for all you people that want to fire the coach, just remember, we got Reggie McKenzie. I got to do my thing. I need to get my guys in here four years later. Gruden comes in. He needs to get his guys in here. It takes three years. McDaniels comes in. I I don't want to. It's week three, guys. Can we just play the season? Because another coach means we're going to have to do a whole new roster turnover. Like, can we just play the season before we start talking yep. about these things? It's ridiculous. It's week three. We've got so many winnable games left on the schedule. Um, yeah, and, and I know you don't want to talk mm-hmm. about Aiden O'Connell, but Adam Shepard said last night Jimmy G is likely to, not likely mm-hmm. to play Sunday. So you've yep. got to go Aiden O'Connell. I think I might have even seen enough of Jimmy G already this year, honestly. Six <laughs> interceptions in, 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 in three games yeah. when all offseason we heard how he's the better fit. He knows the offense. He's better in the red zone. None of those things seem to be true so
1: far. I, I, I might just be ready to go with Aiden O'Connell. I'm not ready to go with Aiden O'Connell unless they have to because I think Jimmy G can play football at a high level. I do. I, I believe that when he got signed, when I was the first to interview him. I'm not running from Jimmy G. I'm not running from Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo after week three. Let's go in a different direction. I'm not going there. So let's just leave it at that and see how it plays out. Jeff Sherman, kind enough to join us, VP of Risk Management over at the Westgate. You know how it is for me on my national show or locally here. Uh, Let's get into, you know, survivor pools and all that, the big upsets. How did it affect your house with Dallas going down to Arizona? A lot of people didn't see that.
4: Yeah, it was a good result when you have those three large favorites that ended up going down. uh, You had the— couple seven and a half point favorites that went down along with Dallas so three of them you know that eliminates money line parlays teasers it was a good day for the books
1: when we go to Jacksonville they didn't score a touchdown against Kansas City in their home opener and then they get blown out by 20 at home to the Texans what have you seen with sharp money coming in on them or people fading the Jacksonville Jaguars I was expecting a much better start for them especially with their schedule
4: yeah, there was a lot of sharp money that did fade them, and that line went down. That was one of them. Uh, went, went down as low as seven in some spots, close seven and a half here, but uh, the Sharps really really went against Jacksonville this past week.
1: Uh, Chargers, Raiders, let's begin there. Uh, Chargers initially, uh, that line opened up minus four and a half. I see you have it at minus five and a half now as we wait for the status of Jimmy Garoppolo. That won't be official until later in the week.
4: Yeah, and if he ends up being rolled out, I could see that getting to six and a half. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of middle ground between the four and a half, six and a half. But uh, I don't think you'll see it hit seven if he's out. So we're looking at five and a half right now and waiting to see what happens with him.
1: Uh, 49ers going to stay here at 14 against Arizona, even though Arizona had an unbelievable win at home against Dallas and San Francisco's off for a bit here.
4: Uh, Yeah, it's a solid 14. Mm -hmm. If anything, I could see it heading up. I would be a little bit surprised if it heads south of that. Uh, just because the 49ers get so much public support and you know everyone saw what they did in prime time against the Giants. So um, the, the Niners are really popular right now.
1: Jeff Sherman's our guest over at the Westgate. Uh, Jets are an interesting team. When I look at their number, line opened up, minus 7 for Kansas City. Joe Namath comments that don't affect the line. I see the Superbook here. You have it at Kansas City currently minus 9.5 here. Total on that game, pretty low at 42.
4: Yeah, and a lot of that, uh, the movement on it has to take into account anticipating teasers getting down mm-hmm. to you know a six six and a half point teaser getting down to three. So you know we know that we're going to need the the Jets help here for the books, uh, and and the public will definitely be tying all their parlays up into the Chiefs every which way they can. And you're right with the total now. The Chiefs defense has played exceptional this year, and I think that's part of the reason you've seen this total drop because everyone knows the Jets defense. That's
1: They're only saving
4: grace at this point, but the Chiefs' defense has been exceptional,
1: too. Uh, Pittsburgh, a road favorite at Houston here. Line opened up minus four and a half. You have it minus three at Houston coming off that great win. And Pittsburgh with a short week and travel issues getting home.
4: Yeah, and that's exactly why it uh, is where it is, just because of the short week. And then, as you mentioned, Houston with an upset win. and looked pretty good doing it. C.J. Stroud. And it'd be tough, uh, from our eyes, to be more than three at this point, so... Line holding at 3 minus 20 on the Steelers, and we'll see what the Sharps do with that one.
1: Uh, Jeff, do you see more public money potentially coming in Miami at Buffalo? It's not a weather game to be really concerned about. Buffalo here minus 3. I think you have it down to 2.5. Here is Buffalo a favorite. I got to think the public and everybody's seen them put up 70 on Denver. How did that affect the line?
4: Yeah, and we opened this one 2.5, or 2.5 minus 20 on the Bills. Uh, that's pretty much the standard home field now in the NFL you used to think it was three it's about two and a half well, we expect to see a lot of Miami money line support because you're getting plus 120 plus 125 I think the public's really going to back them from that perspective it's too bad this one isn't the five twenty p.m pacific game
1: uh, Jeff finally coach prime in Colorado after getting waxed up in Oregon with SC coming up here all the public that's in love with Colorado and Dion uh, what's been a unique story as you handicap Colorado week in and week out
4: well, uniquely, the money lines on Colorado mm-hmm. as an underdog are about half the price that you'd see for the expected point spread that mm-hmm. they have. You know, last week you could have laid seven or eight dollars on Oregon when a twenty-one point favorite's usually about fourteen dollars. So you're getting less of a price if you think Colorado's going to win outright because we're so flooded with Colorado support on the outright market. Uh, and here you have USC laying 21, half at Colorado. This open twenty-four sharp money has actually played Colorado, but we still will see some Colorado Moneyline support, so you're seeing a little bit less of a price
1: there. That's fascinating to me. I could see people playing Colorado to cover that number, but still Colorado Moneyline support?
4: Yeah, we expect to see a lot of it as we have in each game this year.
1: Uh, Jeff, lastly, leave me something with baseball. Not a lot of our audience is paying attention yet with baseball, but the wild card is wrapping up here with the race with the week to go. Still Dodgers and Atlanta heavy favorites. What about the American League?
4: Yeah, we got, from the American League perspective, we have Baltimore and Texas each at 7-1 for the World Series. Like you mentioned, Atlanta 11-4, Dodgers 9-2. So, you know, Houston's falling back to
1: 10-1 after uh, some Mm -hmm. struggles this past week. Thank you, Jeff. We'll see you at the Westgate. All right, thanks, JT. All right, Jeff Sherman with a quick hit here coming in here. We say Texas, 7-1 there, Texas Rangers, and the Orioles. As a Yankee fan, I'm sitting here just pulling my hair out. Cannot believe It's the Baltimore Orioles and Texas Rangers as American League favorites. And I got Judge and Stanton and Cole and all those players there, and they're not even in there. Uh, 702-365-9200. Is Jay in Vegas available? Jay, you're up next. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for waiting.
5: Uh, Thanks for taking the call, J.T. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, man, uh, your monologue got me pumped. As far as uh, with Aiden O'Connell, man, I got a strong opinion about that. But before I do that, JT, you know, if I can respond to Raider, man, mm-hmm. it could give me a chance. Um, you know, uh, I want to defend Mark Davis. Not that Raider man was talking, talking crap about Mark Davis. Mm-hmm. He, he actually didn't. But, he, you know, he made it a point to, uh, you know, show that, you know, obviously Mark Davis in his eyes is not what Al Davis is. And, of course, that that is true. Um, but, you know, I, I, will, I will preface this, uh, you know, by saying that, you know, I'm 40 years old. I've been following this team since I was five. So, you know, Bo Jackson, at the bottom of my heart, man. And I've seen more losing seasons than winning seasons. But I think, you know, in this short amount of time that Mark Davis has been the owner, I think um, he, credit has to, has to be given to him because he's checked off a lot of boxes. You know, listen, man, uh, you know, he was able to get a multi billion dollar stadium for this team. And, and, you know, and the practice facility, they call it Taj Mahal. Mm. You know, that's something that his father couldn't get done. But he tried, obviously. You know, we know the story behind that. Um, He's gotten the valuation of this team shot up to the top ten. I mean, what else? He's got Pro Bowls Mm. that have come here. He's got the Super Bowl coming. I mean, look at the entertainment that he provides for the fans pregame and during halftime. I mean, he's done a lot of Mm. things and checked off a lot of boxes. And he really only has one box to check, which is the most important one, and that's winning so, you know, credit has to be given. You know, Raider, man, show some love, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it, this is not easy for him, you know, and he's pretty much learned on the fly. So, uh, you know, mm. that, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, Mark, O'Connell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead with O'Connell, even though I don't want to talk O'Connell today, but everybody else does. So, please yeah. go ahead. It's your show. Go.
5: Yeah. Yeah, well, with O'Connell, man, I agree with you, JT. Mm-hmm. I think, it uh, uh, you know, he, he's got to be given the opportunity um, because we've seen, you know, throughout Brian Warriors' career, you know, what mm-hmm. he can and can't do. And like, like you said, it would be him starting to win the game, not to come in to try to, to try to win the game, which are two different things. Um, also, you know, JT, if I'm Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels, uh, I look at it like this and obviously, you know, what I'm about to say, obviously you, you already know, the, the nation has been divided. Mm-hmm. We've been divided for a long time, JT. And um, I think, if he can make the decision to start Aiden O'Connell, I think it would be something that would unify the nation. And the reason why I say that is because, mm-hmm. you know, you read, you know, you go to Instagram, the Raiders, the Raiders page, you know, everybody wants O'Connell. Uh, you listen to the morning tailgate, listen to Q, everybody wants O'Connell. And I think, listen, I think we got to start the kid and see what he's got. I mean, if I'm Josh McDaniels, what do you got to lose? I mean, can you imagine if Brian Hoyer gets to start and the Raiders lose a home game because it is a home game, and they lose badly. Can you imagine how more divided this is going to be? I mean, you got to roll with O'Connell, and if you know he shows some things and you know doesn't get the win, well, at least everybody could be unified. in well, that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see O'Connell. But if he wins, I think it could heal a lot of uh, of, the, of the division that's yeah. been going on with the nation. Yeah, so I, I don't think the coaches.
1: I don't think the coach is going to make a quarterback decision on the fans. Okay, he's not going to do that. Coach is going to do the best thing to protect Jimmy Garoppolo if he can't play and put the Raiders in a best situation to win. He's not thinking about, nor am I, what's going to appease the fans. He's got to win the game. He gets paid to be the coach of the team. Uh, Mark wants to win more than anybody. If you watch the pregame with the Stabler family, all the gold jackets, how generous Mark has been with everything. He gets out of the way. He pays everybody. All players are being rewarded. The franchise price has gone through the roof. He's putting a lot back into the franchise there. He's got to win. He knows it. He knows what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. The guy is desperately wanting to win. He loves this franchise. His mom, his late dad, he wants to win. We talk about that all the time. All the time. So that's all I can tell you and share with you. Mark wants to win, and he's doing everything he can. He's not winning certain games. We understand why the fans are upset. Most sports talk radio fans don't like head coaches in any market unless they're winning. If they're winning, everybody kind of leaves the coach alone. If the coach isn't winning, that's why we have a black Monday, a black Friday after the season, and fans go crazy because they want to change in a new coach. This coach has been given confidence from the owner. Now he's got to go out and win games and have the team prepared to win these games. And I thought they've been prepared to win the game. The problem I have is the execution of what's happening when the game is on the line. I'd like to see the offense do more. I'd like to see it be more exotic. I'd like it to be more aggressive. And I'd like to see it a little bit more unique. not wrong with saying that. I think a lot of people believe that. And then on the defensive side, who's ever left on this defense, I'd give him about one or two more games. I really would. I want to see Isaiah Mall play safety if the other guys are going to let guys split the defense and go on 70-yard touchdowns. Bring in another cornerback. Bring in some of the backup corners. Let's see what they can do. Bring in new defensive tackles who are on the street if these guys aren't going to get it done at the level they're supposed to. But I'm very confident that the Raiders can bounce back against the Chargers. They'd have to play a much better game, and without Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that's going to be hard to do. But I called the games with Aiden O'Connell in the preseason. I'm very impressed if he gets called in and has to be the quarterback of the Silver and black.